Hello, Michael here with a quick disclaimer. The episode that you are about to listen to was originally recorded as a live event, meaning that it was recorded and streamed over our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash the RPG Academy, or broadcast as a live event or recorded as a live event for our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash the RPG Academy. Hopefully you will understand why the audio quality of this episode is not quite up to the same standards you have come to appreciate and expect from our show. And on the off chance that when you listen to this episode, you don't really notice a difference between this episode and a regular episode, don't say anything, because that will make me cry. Thanks, and enjoy the show. I know, it's so professional. Hello and welcome to Detention Live from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and tonight I'm joined by not one, not two, but three of our faculty members. So, Scott, say hello to everyone. Howdy, all you kids out there in Radio Land. Matthew. Hey, 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 what's up? And our prodigal son has returned, Caleb. What's up? <laughs> no, one, no one cares about me, I'm Oh, we all care about you. Please, Caleb. Everyone in this in this chat has signed a book for a fan except one person. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're saying there, Matt. I was in the room is, when is, every when it was happening, and I just went, "Huh? Isn't this a visual podcast? Well, is this a visual podcast now? I'm I'm confused by this technology. I yes. guess I wasn't in the Wild West make. game, so I guess fuck me, right? <laughs> you know that is still one of our most popular games. So uh, now that Porter's back stateside, I I do want to try to get that going again. We're, we're, Great, we're, I'll I'll play the Sarlacc Pit. Who knows? <laughs> well, that could work. Don't we need someone That's to play a horse? You can play a horse. Oh, I could be a talking horse. Yeah, I could be bad horse. Bad horse. <laughs> I was assuming Mr. Red, but... Oh, Jack Horseman? Horse. Yeah, that's also a good choice. Nice. So for anyone who is watching, which I currently think is no one, or someone who listens later, here uh, on Detentions, it's a little bit more laid back, a little bit less formal. There's less editing involved. And we basically just sort of chat about some things. We do have uh, some topics that we cover, and we will hit those in order. We also have some improv games that we like to play, and we like to start with those. So, Matthew, uh, would you like to kick off a round of 10 things? Oh, (laughs) I sure would. Uh, Hey, Scott. Yeah. 10 things you'd like to cut with scissors. Paper. One. Rock. Two. Two. An astronaut's uh, air umbilical. Three. Three. Fish. Four. Pumpernickel. Five. Five. Uh, Poker cards in the middle of a poker tournament. Six. Six. Um, The honorary diploma that worthless people are given from fancy universities. Seven. Seven. A ribbon to a gigantic mansion that I get. Eight. Eight. Um, My guilt. Nine. Nine. And uh, the existential dread that accompanies us every morning as we wake. And remember, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Caleb. Yes, sir. Ten things that are not requirements of your day job. Pants. One. One. (laughs) A positive work ethic. Two. Two. Intestines. Three. 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 Sandwiches. Four. Four. 
a desire to continue living. Five. Five. Fair. I think a that's desire, a, desire to, a desire to get paid. Six. Six. Oh, that's worldwide. Rainbow gummy bears. Ooh. Seven. Seven. Uh, fluffy clouds made of cotton candy. Eight. Eight. Shirts. Nine. Nine. And uh, fire end poles. Ten. Ten. Wow. Are they accepting applications? <laughs> uh, Matthew, ten things you wait, would... Don't you have to go to Michael? Do I... Oh, wait. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the first time I've been here. I don't know the rules. <laughs> well, God if we're going damn, full we, circle... Okay, you to know be what? fair, we screwed that up every time we've done it. Yeah. So, yes. so Scott, Scott's just pulling it before he needs to pull the drone on someone, okay? So relax. <laughs> Take it down a notch. Oh, wait. Is he still going to be able to do that? The GPS is plugged in. Beep, 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 beep. They're, they're not revoking his drone access? No, that goes with him. Oh, okay. License to kill. Oh, okay. So who, who am I going to? Am I going to Michael? Yes. All right. Uh, same question. Michael. 10 things you wish you could find at Target, but can't. Pots of gold. One. One. Drugs. Two. Uh, a a uh, tunnel to Narnia. Three. Um, an original Da Vinci Code book of the man saying like that. Book of the Four. man sandwich. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That, the Vitrolian man. Yes, book of, book of the, the man thing. sandwich. That was my high school contract. <laughs> um, a winning lottery ticket. Five. Five. A giant TV on sale for a dollar. Six. Yeah, Christmas time. Uh, a, a new computer so that I could start streaming these. Seven. seven. My dignity that I lost there when I worked there for seven years. Eight. Eight. <laughs> um, all the stuff that those scummy people hide under the baseboards waiting for them to go on clearance. Nine. Nine. And a, a nice candy bar. Ten, like a whatchamacallit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. And then I believe I'm going to Matthew. Matthew, name yeah. your 10 favorite Smurfs. Dorky. One. One. Smurfette. Two. Two. Smurfette. Three. Three. Smurfette. Four. Four. Papa Smurf. Five. Five. Dandy Smurf. Six. Six. Smurfette. Seven. Seven. The redheaded one. Eight. Eight. That one that worked with Gargamel. Nine. Nine and his cat. Ten. <laughs> Yay! And those were ten things. They those sure were. They were. <laughs> Forty if you put them all together. But who's who's counting? Not us. Exactly. Not us. But who's not That's... All right. So we will get into today's first topic, uh, and that is used books. And this is where we take a look back at a campaign that may have failed spectacularly. And like any good used book, we're going to check the margins to look for some notes and see what we can do better next time or learn from it. Caleb, since you're sort of the returning guest, even though this was originally your show, and I don't think you've got to participate a lot because of that, so I would like for you to give us a, a campaign that you had that uh, maybe we can learn something from. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, just, just Holy crap. Spot. I, skipped, I... I, I skipped extracurricular. That's supposed to be first. Oh, yeah, okay. it sure is, but you know what? We're here now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can wait. Yeah, yeah. With anything other than pure thought. In so my head, I just some... wanted Caleb to be like, so there's this campaign, Rod Iron. I don't know if you guys heard about it. <laughs> I'm actually going to be like this. 
I'm editing uh, the last episode right now, and it's turning out really good. Uh, there's a lot of bloopers, though. That so, joke, yes. That joke crossed my mind, sir. I just want you to know. I went there. So let us actually start, as we always do, with extracurricular, and that's where we just talk about the things that we're doing outside of our gaming lives. Uh, and, Scott, we will start with you. Well, of course we will, because uh, as, as uh, the, the three of you know, but uh, it's, it's not Facebook official yet. So there it is. Uh, I, can't, I love uh, that term. Don't 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 go sprinting around or nothing. Uh, no I, one's listening. It's I okay. am uh, it it uh, 99% sure. I I am uh, getting a new job and moving to a new state and time zone and coast. It's going to be so This will be the Exciting. third time you've moved since I've known you. Yeah. What are you yes. running from? <laughs> Unemployment. <laughs> That's I'm haunted by shadows of of me being 40 and unemployable because I'm not cool and I haven't worked at anywhere that anyone cares about. No, um, no, no, no. I, I just, uh, you know, life happens. You've had two jobs. Caleb's had two, three jobs. Matthew's had like the same job, like the steadiest, nettiest dude of all time. Out, out of the four of us right here, right now, I think Matthew has had his job the longest. Like, uh, like 38 years. years. The, the, you guys have only known me to have this one job, and then I've worked at the shooting range for over 15 years, so that, that kind of... But I did take, like, range? a hiatus for a bit. Yeah. Why, why did I not know that? Um, I knew that. It's his weekend job. Yeah, that's what I do on the weekends. I, I thought you comedied on the weekends for money. I comedy on Friday nights. Friday nights. Friday night face-off. Port Jefferson, New York. So it's like Friday night face-off, and then it's like Saturday afternoon bullet face. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's like Friday night face-off till 2 in the morning, get home, put my head on the pillow, wake up and go, I got to go to the shooting range. Nothing like as we all know, gun range tired. <laughs> yeah, when you're sleep-deprived, perfect time to be around firearms. It's fine. No, so It's fine. It's so fine. Getting back to Scott, as, as all things are only important in whatever way they relate to me, there How does you moving affect our show and you guys coming to a catacon? Uh, well, uh, uh, a catacon. I, I uh, we, we we had a we had a long negotiation about salary and benefits that mostly comprised me of saying I have some planned trips, and them saying, <laughs> "Well, good luck with that," and then me saying, "How much vacation do I get?" and them saying, "Twelve days," and me saying, "Could I wow. have a little more?" and them saying, "No." And me saying, could I have a little to start? And them saying, no. So, uh, long story short, <laughs> I get to kind of prioritize what's going on, but uh, RPG Academy's really, like, number four on my list after, <laughs> like, 75th anniversary of, of somebody who got married in my something. Obviously very important. And uh, a couple other things I forget off the top of my head. But you guys are, like, right there. Right okay, there. right there. So, so, so that's, that's a lock. Marriage always fails. Every, either everyone dies or legal things get involved. So that's yes, not important. It's true. It's true. They they, uh, they ended divorce or death. That's, I'm yeah. riding that train. The uh, the other two, you can't even remember what they are. So doesn't matter. We're now number one on your list. I like that. I like that. But yes, uh, much more relevant is is the streaming thing. Uh, I, I can no longer be uh, the RPGA's streaming crutch or streaming coach. Ooh. Or streaming go to guy, but I'm I'm sure we'll find some other very capable Group. human being. Long Group. story short, we will never stream on Twitch. <laughs> we will never stream again. Bye, Twitch. 
Nice so anyone out there who's looking for a streaming gig who's available <laughs> yes. on Monday nights at uh, 8 Eastern time should probably contact Michael Please. at the RPGacademy.com. Exactly. You will be overwhelmed with the eight listeners on a weekly basis. Just don't negotiate the vacation policy. There is none. We can't do without you. Yes. Exactly. So the funny that you mentioned that actually, I, the last two times I've changed jobs, I have not negotiated salary, but I did negotiate an extra week of vacation. I know. I, right? I can't go there unless you give me at least three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That really stinks. I, I have a, I have a, a review coming up, <laughs> and um, I plan on saying like, I need this much money. And if you can't pay me that much money, then start expecting phone calls from future employers because I'm looking. And if that's a problem, then let's talk about how many days I don't have to work a week while still making the same salary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and if that ju- doesn't work, then. Well, let's just uh, jump over to you, Matt. What do you got going on in your life besides uh, looking for another job? Besides that, um, my wife is pregnant. So that's a thing. <gasps> Congratulations! Who's the father? Thank you. Do you mean that, uh, that we're trying to, what we're, you sent us was was of her? I thought it was somebody else. I'm, we're trying to figure that out. There's Wait, a there's uh, this finger prick test that's coming up in a week. We'll know then. There um, there's still uh, milkmen in New York, right? That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Then it's the yeah, it's between one or two guys. You guys we're going on Maury. You'll see. You guys it. get water delivery. Maybe it's the yes. water guy. Yes, it's the water guy. All right. That's right. Could it's be the, the coffee city. guy. You can't, you can't drink the water in the city. You can't drink water in the city. It might be one of those bums that lives on your stoop. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, what else is new? Um, Zero's Talking Heroes is still a podcast I do. If you want to hear us talk about comic book movies, we uh, bitch and cry. Um, Get a lot wrong. Wow. Okay. We're just going to love you guys. <sighs> there we go. And uh, <laughs> looking oh. forward to being a, a guest star again. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I quit. And I, quit uh, I was only doing this show to get within <laughs> get with ZTH, and if they're not going to do it, I'm not going to a catacomb. Oh, okay. Um, also, I watched the Last Jedi trailer and changed my life. Um, I saw the Thor trailer so, so that changed my life in a Jedi different trailer? way. Which which most recent Jedi trailer was this? The um the for the episode eight. The it just, it just came out. Last Jedi, it's yeah, it came out. out. So not the second to last Jedi trailer. Yeah, the last, like, oh, boom. Right, right. Um, and also the trailer for Rebels Season 4 also looks really awesome. So that's kind of where my life's at. Okay. All right. If anyone's okay. Uh, hiring in the New York area, please uh, go ahead and send uh, an email to Michael at the RPGacademy.com <laughs> and he'll forward it to me. <laughs> he'll have right. interviewing too. He's good at that. Caleb, <laughs> uh, what have you got going on? Clearly a lot. Yeah, so I started a new job at the end of February, just to continue the trend. Uh, Same company, got a promotion to a new position within a different department. It is now 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes from my house instead of 45. Nice. Awesome. Uh, I feel very appreciated there. My manager and my other fellow managers enjoy my presence and appreciate the hard work that I do. Hey, Holy crap. Now, they don't really know you yet. Give it time. Wow. Also true. I'm, I'm hiding a lot from them. <clears throat> Good call. Good call. What's that book? Nothing? It's not a Dungeons and Dragons book. It's a nudie mag. Yeah. Is that, is that the appropriate response? Is that what you want to hear? It's the pornos. <laughs> it's, it's sports stuff. It's, it's things. 
these these pieces of plastic polyhedrals are for team building. It's, yeah. it's gambling. Yeah, I have a gambling problem. <laughs> do we do a pool for March Madness? Because I'm in. <laughs> What's March uh, Madness about? <laughs> What? Last year I won April Madness and May Madness. I'm sure March Madness has to be basically the same. Got can it. we just let's continue the madness trend? I mean, I know March Madness is a thing. Can we keep madness going for all the months? I would be on board yeah, with that. Exactly. June Madness is crazy. When you're per- trying to predict who's going to win the water polo season, woo! Have you seen the team coming out of Brooklyn this year? They are literally wet. Man, those dudes in speedos. I pay attention. Wow! Hey, you've, you've got it. When they when they got those broad shoulders and that yeah. big little waist. Ooh! How do they how do they eat a sandwich? That's what bothers me. How they, do they don't like, not slide into the toilet with that like non <laughs> butt. Just yeah, but the thing is, they slide in, but the, the the shoulders keep them there, so they just finish their business and then push up out of the toilet and then just like, go about their business like, like Olympic a, kayakers. Yeah, it's like all workout. upper body, and then like the legs are really just there to keep them in the boat. That's all they do. Just dead <laughs> um, weight. It's, it, the, the toilet becomes a lat workout, is what we're saying. Oh, Pretty much. Dude. Yeah. 99, so... 100. <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh, Johnny, he's in the toilet again. Is he dropping his balls in there? <laughs> the water polo joke. Nobody? We got it. No, we, okay. all, we all got it. All right. You know what? No one, no one cares for your humor. Please move across the country. Fine. Fine. I'll move much further <laughs> away from you guys. I'll I'll fly over your flyover states. How do you like that? <laughs> well, you won't fly over mine. No, but because uh, I never lived in one to begin with. Oh, burnt. Oh, we live yeah. in a flyover place of a perfectly respectable city, <laughs> named after a city. Really fair city within a city. Inception. Wow. So yeah, uh, new job working there. Uh, I was supposed to start beginning of January. The powers that be decided I would not start until the end of February. So I walked in to absolute chaos, uh, and it was good. I, I handled it. This is, uh, I, I've always said uh, every job after college felt like my first grown-up job. Like I got a job. I said, wow, this is like a grown-up job, all right? I'm not in a coffee shop. I'm not serving sandwiches. This is, this is a grown-up job. And then I quit that job. I got another job, and I was like, oh, that other job was garbage. This is a grown-up job. And then I got the job at the bank and was like, nope, totally wrong. This is this is adult life. And now I'm where I am now, also with the bank, just in different office. And I said, oh, no, like all those other jobs. People. Yes, I'm in charge of people. They report to me. I have to fix problems. It's a headache. I am so far behind in all my work this week because they also have me interviewing the new people we're hiring. Madness. I don't know why they put me in charge of that. How much is that position uh, going for? Uh, I can either confirm or deny my payroll, uh, but we are hiring several hundred people within the next few months. So hey, Any number yes. of those could be yours. If you want to get hired at Caleb's Workplace, send an email to <laughs> michael at therpgacademy.com. He'll uh, do the interview and then pretend like you have a job. And he will promptly forward it to my email, which I ignore. And then yes. he'll send it, and then he'll send out those checks that we get in the mail every week, <laughs> every week. But hey, Matthew, if you feel like picking up and moving, like I said, how much, how much is it paying? What's do you guys got insurance? Does it start immediately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll don't even ask about vacation time. No, yeah, don't even ask. I don't uh, want a vacation. I just want money and insurance. Just want money. 
we could we could we could have a little wheeling and dealing. I think we could make it happen. A little bit of money, a little bit of Benny. Yeah. But uh, what else other than that? I'm watching stuff. Um, I literally just before we got on tonight, I finished Trial and Error, which oh, was how was that? I started it. It's surprisingly good. It's really, really funny. It's by the people that did Parks and Rec, I think. It's a, it was a sitcom, but it was in that mockumentary style. Mm-hmm. It was only 13 episodes, so a nice story arc start to finish. Uh, featured a lot of good comedians. John Lithgow came back as the lead. Really, really funny. Some legitimate laugh-out-loud moments. And it's basically the... Uh, the proceedings of a trial start to finish and it wraps up the story and we get a nice conclusion and we're good. Ended. I liked it. I liked that it ended. Honestly, I like that. It wasn't just a sitcom that was like, okay, now the story's over. The characters go for 22 more seasons. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> nope. 13. We're going to change the main character, but it's really the same guy. <laughs> oh, yep. Everyone knows Diane from cheers, regardless of who's playing her. Yeah. Or Becky from Roseanne. Or the mom from Fresh Prince. Dun, 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 dun. Didn't the, wasn't it also the mom from uh, Family Matters also? Didn't they just swap out moms all the time? No, but they did have a girl disappear after the, first, after like the third episode. She That's went upstairs right. and never came back. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that happened like on, the little sister or something. She that happened on Happy Days? Came. Richie had a brother for the, like, the first episode? And it happened on uh, Married with Children when they, like, seven, like, really late into that run when they wanted to try to change it. They added, like, a kid. He was on for, like, three episodes, and he went upstairs and was never heard from again. So, like, like there, there's, there's deaths in these families, and they just never discuss them? Is that the going theory? I, I don't think it's death as much as, like, uh, they just, trafficking? Yeah. it's like Twilight Zone. They just sort of never existed. Oh. It's like a time portal. Yep. It's, it's some Dr. Whovian, wibbly-wobbly. Yep. Timey wimey. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's me. That's uh, that's been my life. Awesome. Well, and, Sprocketeer. And Ellie from Dallas. There you go. Yep. Thank you, Sprocketeer, for uh, jumping in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been mentioning that I've been watching Legion. Uh, that wrapped up. I think it's only seven episodes or eight. Was amazing. Absolutely amazing. By the end, I'm in love with it. The next to last episode was actually my favorite. I won't give any spoilers away, but I just was just like mouth agape in awe at the competence and creativity and genius that that went into that show. Highly recommended. And I started watching Better Call Saul season two. I'm behind. Uh, That's another show. I just there's no other show like it on TV. I absolutely love it. I don't know why it doesn't win all the awards. The guy who plays Mike Ehrmantraut just I mean, the dude is got to be one of the greatest actors working today i have it's amazing how good they are uh and then i started listening to a new podcast i've literally listened to about 200 episodes in the last month of the thrilling adventure hour which was a it's a stage production over in like la somewhere um where they basically just stand in front of microphones they have their scripts they have somebody on stage doing like sound effects and it is amazing it is so good and i also think on honestly all of you should listen as well because it's all about voice acting because it's just, you know, their voices and they do some just amazing work that is just like mind blowingly amazing. So I'm very excited, but sadly it seems like the show is coming to an end. Like there's some time difference between when I'm listening and when it was actually recorded. So it sounds like the show is, we ran for like 10 years. 
Um, again, I'm on episode like 200 of the podcast. There's not that many left, but anyone here and anyone listening at home, absolutely go check out uh, Thrill in the Adventure Hour. It's amazing. I've actually been thoroughly enjoying the Orpheus Protocol by a friend of the show, Rob Stiff, and uh, it's incredibly good. And I'm really waiting for him to give me a call to be <laughs> on it. Hey, you will be at a catacon. This I'm contractually obligated to mention. I was uh, going to make that transition. Oh, well then, I'm sorry. I'll edit that out. No, you won't. Uh, right. Rob and the Orpheus Protocol are a catacon sponsors. Hey, I, uh, I have inside information Ooh. to the workings of the secret clandestine government, non-government organization dealing with the occult, that there will be many, many games of Orpheus run and it will behoove you all to participate in more than one of them. Ooh, Michael, can cryptic. I play one of those games? I'm not in charge of that. You're in charge of when I have free time. Actually, yeah, I think we delegated that to Scott, but we may have to read and delegate it to me. I thought we delegated it to, to Caleb's significant other and my significant other because they, they were really involved in schedule. Oh, I, I guess I, we're, we're going to have to ask permission to check with them to see if they believe that that's what we said. Because I'll, s- I'll shoot a memo up the ladder and see what happens. Yeah, which yeah, means keep me uh, keep me carbon copied on that. Thanks. He he's going to scribble a note in illegible handwriting on a that's uh, standard by eleven. Yep. Uh, it will stay on the pool table slash game table. Uh, and no one will be able to read it. Yep, ding, yep. ding, ding. Yep. Pretty much, that's the way it works. Leave a crumpled post-it note that's kind of <clears throat> yeah. sweaty and damp from my pocket somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Orpheus Protocol is an outstanding podcast. Uh, you may or may not hear my voice in a flashback episode or four, which was really good as well. So, uh, Arctic Inebriation in chat uh, mentions that speaking of Legion, have any of you uh, read "We Are Legion, We Are Bob"? Uh, book two apparently has come out. I, I've never heard of that series. Never but, heard of it. Uh, I'm intrigued, and so I've already added it to my Amazon wish list because that's how I roll. Oh. Is it? Is it a comic book? Uh, no, it sounds a like book. It. Book. Um, is it? Shit. Words. Did I, I add the, the wrong one to my and dagger today? Did everyone see that? What they're is they're that? remaking I... that? Cloak no and way. No, it's no. New. The original Cloak and Dagger was like a Danny. What was it? Goodman or whatever. Yeah, this is an this is an X Men. Uh, it's a comic I'm book. Sorry, it's a Marvel offshoot, and it's going to be done on Freeform. And can someone explain to me what Freeform is, real quick? Because I don't know. I think is Freeform that... is what ABC Family used to be. Is that it? Okay, so it's going to be on cable. Damn it! It's not one of these other totally random offshoot streaming companies that's up I don't... And running around now. Maybe I don't think so though. But anyway, it looks cool. Cloak and Dagger have awesome powers, and they're pretty cool. And they were in the Dark X-Men for a hot minute. So I remember them from Spider-Man. Weren't they in the Spider-Man animated? They might yeah, have been. I think they jumped in for a couple of they, episodes. They're, they're those those people that, sh- that get shoehorned in a bunch of stuff that don't really have their own thing. Also, The Runaways is coming out, and I'm stoked about that. The Runaways is awesome. There's a lot of good TV and just nerd We are in stuff. the golden age of television. Also, American God starts on the 30th. And it's also my two-year anniversary. <laughs> and I'm going to see Hamilton. Oh, oh I'm totally jealous of that. Oh, don't. man, I want to see that so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't throw be... away your shot. I can't. 
That was one of the reasons, um, or one of the downsides of living in a flyover state is that I'm nowhere near a place that will have it. Chicago. For a, uh, for a long time. Incorrect, Chicago. sir. Cleveland Playhouse 2018 will be here. Also Chicago, which Cleveland apparently is a couple hours from you. Chicago. Actually, I think Chicago would be closer maybe. I don't know. No, I think Chicago not. Chicago yeah. is six hours from you. Cleveland is four hours from you. Geography is hard. No, it's not. You do it all the time. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. It's called a GPS and a drone computer. They're different. <laughs> Very good. Fire. Nice. Okay, so with that out of the way, uh, Scott, what are you drinking tonight? Yo, uh, I am drinking um, uh, some, some Black Label whiskey. Uh, aged 12 years in the barrel and four years on our counter because I don't want to move it again. So uh, I'm desperately trying to finish it off in my commemorative laser-etched RPG Academy limited edition Acaticon glass. I didn't know we were drinking whiskey tonight. I have got my traditional L81 those in the freezer. It's actually in the freezer a little too long. It was almost at freezing, but, you know, beggars choosers. Matthew, what what are you drinking? I uh, made myself a margarita, which is uh, gone. (laughs) And I don't think I'll be able to get another one because this is live and people are watching. People? Should I use the term people or should it be person? It is people. We've had two people in the chat. And there may be up to 10 viewers just watching the show. I can't tell because I don't bother checking (sighs) statistics or looking at APIs or being a good actual host, which you should really get on putting out that posting and hiring somebody better than me. Come to think of it, (laughs) I've been really lousy streaming professional streaming amateur streaming embarrassment really all right uh caleb you're new to this are you drinking anything of note tonight uh this this water bottle uh once contained all the tears i cried out uh but they are gone now oh nice from today what were the tears how long did it take you to harvest the whole bottle full of tears oh this was like the five minutes before we started recording oh wow that's incredible you should sell that you i remember that (laughs) Nice. Okay. So now we will move into used books. Just remember all the stuff I said earlier because I'm not going to repeat it. You're not. Caleb. We have viewers. Oh. Used books. This is a section where we talk about <laughs> campaigns that didn't go so well and how you can do well with a campaign that didn't go as well either, too. Sincerely, Perfect. RPG Academy. There it is. I love it. Yep. <laughs> Could not have done it better myself. So, Literally. Caleb, as our guest. Fire away, sir. All right. So, you know, we've been doing this for a while. Have I ever actually told the story of my first campaign? Not that I remember, but uh, maybe. I've referenced it many times, uh, but I do not believe I've actually told the, le- the legitimate story. And it is. The wound only shallowed out recently. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of dudes that wanted to do the stuff with dwarves and water. It was so weird. I mean, I that sounds them, stupid. I let them do what they wanted, but the story just died. It was, it was ridiculous. Hey, I thought the story was going great. <laughs> we worked at a store. <laughs> what? Wait, we worked at a store. What was that store called? <laughs> bring, yeah. bring, 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 bring. <laughs> Welcome me. to the Otelman Emporium. I'm looking for some sort of an uh, an accoutrement to put my feet upon when I'm sitting. 
I'm I'm sorry. We don't have any accoutrements. We're a furniture store. No, no, no. I'm I'm. You misunderstood me. I'm I'm looking for some sort of furnished apparatus. Upon Army's looking for an ottoman. Rest. It's a goddamn. He's so looking for I an ottoman. We have the whole section. Yeah. Sir, I'm sitting. Sir, I don't don't mm. think we have those. No, sir. Mm. No, no sort of apparatus. All right, I'll try down the street. No, thank you the, very no, much. No, sir, we have bring, bring, bring. Oh God, I'm gonna burn this place down. I'm gonna burn this place down. I'm sorry, Cassandra. Were you saying something? I was talking to a customer. You know, maybe we should just forget playing any role-playing games and just riff on scenes in store for an hour a week. I think the, maybe... store, the furniture store is hot. It's our cheers, man. You, you don't need to tell stories outside of the bar. You've got the bar. We... We've never been able to break that seal to get into the Ennies. Maybe this is what... Maybe the Otoman Emporium is really where it is. Oh, for the people watching who have no idea what we're talking about, let's move on. (laughs) Wow. Wow, you know what? Thanks, Ennies. Thanks for another bronze medal. We don't even get the actual bronze. Yeah, what comes up? You did not get gold or silver. Exactly. The Schrodinger's bronze. Third to fifth best podcast, 2016. (laughs) Ambiguous. The ambiguously gay duo. Award ceremony. The ambiguously gay quartet. Scott, come over here and help me with that. Oh, this? Should I use a pumping motion? Sure, should. So, just, uh, just imagine that joke with a three-hour delay, and you'll see how, what we're doing when Scott moves. It's true. It's true. So, so were, were there some rails? Was there was there a track we used to be on before we derailed the the conversation? Well, funny that you mention rails because when we're going back to my very first campaign, there it is. Perfect. That, that was such a great transition. Such this good, this is what's gonna we're gonna miss when we lose the professional that is Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just gonna cancel the show. That, that, that's right. Not being able to stream this live, you don't get gems like that. We just get jokes Duds. about genitals. So I had pretty much spent maybe uh, a year. I go for the low hanging fruit. There it is. Hey, especially those blueberries mm-hmm. or bananas. Who 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 is who am I getting? <laughs> if it's hard, plantains? I'll eat it. Plantains? Is that a thing? <clears throat> plantains? Yeah. All right, then plantains. Hey, baby, you got a nice plantain. Hey, you ever see my cassava? Stop looking at my melons. Sorry, that was... Uh, you want my passion fruit. Ooh, passion fruit's weird inside. <laughs> You're weird inside. <laughs> Sound like my wife. No, was, no drums? I'm, okay, great. I was, no, tr- fuck I, was me. To, I was trying to get to dragon <laughs> dragon fruit, and I, I was just lagging on it. I couldn't get there. Lagging on the dragon. Lagging, lagging on, on dragon. that dragon. Dragging lagging it right across your face. Yeah, that was <clears> a <throat> uh, freshman college uh, ska band. Nice. Did you play the trombone? So, Rust, so, rusty trombone? Oh, two at a time. All right, we got to get it. We so, got so, someone. So there were, there were some sort of tracks in your campaign? Yes. I campaign had, had, had railroady stuff yeah. in it. Did okay, it get so, off the rails frequently? Because I know uh, something about that. Uh, yes and no. So here's what happened. I had learned to play D&D maybe a year and a half, two years before. 
uh, that campaign came to an end. The story got to a big epic moment and the character that that campaign had been built around left. So we couldn't finish that game. And I said, Hey, I haven't run a game before. I'll try it. This was uh, towards the end of the 3.5 era. Uh, I approached learning how to be a G- be a GM, like I do many other things. In that, I read the book cover to cover many times over. I still have that 3.5 Dungeon Master's Handbook. It is still coded in my sticky tabs and little uh, post-it notes that are nice and lined up on the side, color coded and organized, so I could flip to every page I need to. Exactly. It's, it's like learning wow. how to play football by reading the rules. Yes. <clears throat> uh, so basically what I did was I got an idea for a campaign. And the long and short of it was uh, the castle of an, uh, a necromancer was buried under the ocean. And it rises out of the ocean. And shenanigans ensue. So with that premise in mind, I decided to start uh, creating the game world because my previous GM, who had taught me how to play D&D, only ran homebrew games. So, of course, I just assumed (laughs) we don't use a book. We just make things up. So I I was kind of ushered right into the world of homebrew. And because I had read the DMG cover to cover many times, part of what's in the DMG is how to define the population of a city. Oh my God. And I said, Oh, (laughs) that must be important. (laughs) It's written down. It must be important. So (laughs) I, I proceeded to roll the population of this seaside city. Uh, I determined the average distribution of race and the, average distribution of class and their levels. I believe I still have these sheets of paper somewhere because I never throw anything away when it comes to gaming. So I had a list of how many fighters were in the city in decreasing order of level. So there was one 15th level fighter and then I I believe 3.5 like cut it in half and doubled it. So then two Seventh level fighters, yeah. four third level fighters, whatever. It's an exponential logarithm. That's, that's infinite, yes. Oh, th- there you go. Bring in that education to the academy that we will lose when you are no longer part I'm of not it. Not dying. <laughs> you're like people at work. Like, we don't oh, know this. Oh, you're dying. It's terrible. So yeah, after I spent quite a few days doing the math on all of that. I didn't know what to do next. So I took the distribution of classes and said, okay, well, these must be my most important NPCs. So I started figuring out who the highest level characters of each class were. Oh, boy. The fighter was the town guard captain. I threw all the wizards in a wizard tower. I figured out how many temples there were and what gods they were and what level priests were acolytes of which god, so on and so forth. Figured out all the merchants. (laughs) 
uh, where the rogues guild was, uh, what the rangers were doing, why I, I even rolled a ranger for a town makes no sense, but I figured out, oh, they must be outside hanging out with the barbarians or something crazy like that. Anyway, so I approached this very analytically. And then when it finally got to story time, I took my player characters and quite literally wrote the prose of what they were doing and in the narration of how they interacted with the different NPCs in the city and what was happening. This was all weeks before the game even started playing. Smart. Yeah, yeah. So I had basically 10 or 12 pages of notebook paper scribbled on front and back that I brought to the table. And when the game started, I started reading them. Nothing makes you better at, at, uh, you know, working with a dynamic, evolving, like improvised situation than pages of handwritten notes. But here's the thing. Looking back, my GM did that too. The guy that taught me how to play came to the table with a college binder with pages and pages of typed notes in it. I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from touching you. Where did you get these railroads? Why are they in your dice bag? (laughs) Go back to eating your soup, honey. Yeah, so I I was a product of the times. I was a product of the GM I learned from. And so when it was my turn to be that GM, that's who I was. I didn't know any better. So that very first game session, and this game did not make it past the first game session, quite obviously, was basically me reading a couple pages of story and then saying, okay, so all of this happened already. You guys are doing this. What do you want to do next? And asking for their reaction. And then... On my notes, I had said, this is where the players say what they're doing. If they say this, this happens. If they say that, that happens. Oh, my God. No way. You made a multiple choice? I did. Wow. At at one point in that first adventure, there was actually a... uh, I forget what it's called, but what's that thing at work where it's... it's, I guess it's kind of a flow chart. Yeah. It's like... Uh, there's a oh, box. An org chart. An org chart, yeah. <laughs> yes or no. And you follow the lines, and then it branches and branches, and at the bottom... A, a decision a... tree is what you're talking about. Yeah. I wrote that for a mystery. You coded a video game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. A, a, Without a, all the zeros and ones, because you're not boring like that. Like, do you let him live or die? It honestly doesn't matter, because you never see him again. But do you let him live or die? You might get an email from him later, so it totally matters. Hey, thanks for letting me live, by the way. Signed, Reginald. Oh, did you see Reginald sent me an email? Did everyone see? Oh, nope, you're just doing calibrations? You're you're just going through your routine? Okay, well, I, I saw. So yeah, that was the first game I ever tried to run. Uh, I I remember... Who was playing that game? Someone played no one. a wow. Were Panda Monk. You were playing World of Warcraft? No. Oh. Uh, someone played a Spell Thief. 
and someone played a mystic theurge. Ooh, wow. Ooh, I <clears throat> classes from 3.5. I could never make it work as well as I wanted it to. Me yeah. as well. I love being able to do cleric and yep. arcane magic. I, I, now I remember specifically because I was going to have everyone start at level 6, and he convinced me to let's start level 7 so he could take three levels of wizard, three levels of cleric, and one level of the mystic theurge. So he could be painfully yes. mediocre. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So that was the part. No matter what the challenge is, I can help a little bit. I've got a camp trip for it, is what do, I'm saying. Do you have meteor? No, I've I've fireball with low d sixes, but I also have some low level heal spells. Oh, <laughs> well, you can come with us because we don't have anyone else. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have so, a wizard or a cleric, so yeah, all right. I, yeah, whatever. So, so the party was a useless caster, a rogue who did less damage, but could an unoptimal rogue. Yep, and their frontline fighter, someone who loves bamboo, was someone who spent six levels in the ECL of being a were panda and had one level of rogue, at uh, one level of monk. It was a doomed party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the first game I ever tried to run. So, so. there's a couple things that we can unpack there. Uh, but, but one thing I would just mention is as you were talking, um, I started kind of thinking back to some of my very first earliest campaigns. And I kind of feel like they were very much a choose your own adventure. They weren't really a role playing game. It was, this is what's happening. What do you do? And then if, if the thing they did involved combat, we would do that. And then it would be more narration to a point. And it was just a constant, okay, now that all this stuff has happened, like I said, what do you do? There wasn't a lot of actual go back and forth <coughs> improv. And that's just me not knowing what I was doing. That sounds a lot like kind of what you were doing. I think, that, I think that comes from inexperience and not being comfortable actually role-playing without any sort of, like you said, you learned it from your GM. I didn't learn it from anyone. I didn't have anyone. I just read the books and made up stuff. So now, because of podcasts and TV shows and Critical Role, that kind of stuff, people can see the, the great way and the right way like to do it when they start. So they have like a huge leg up on those of us who came up through the trenches, as it were. Well, when we were kids, we, what did we read? We read Choose Your Adventure books. We read story books where the story just happened, and the main character made a couple of decisions. That's what we learned from. It's weird. Yeah, the main characters rarely seem to have that much involvement for some reason in like the big fantasy books I read, right? Like the Hobbits, they're just tourists. <laughs> like they have so little agency in those books, it's staggering, right? Yeah. Those little fuzzy midgets <laughs> could do nothing other than that one thing they had to do, and they were along for the ride the whole time. So, so why are you here? Because I can carry a small metal object? Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for joining the team. No, because I'm so incompetent. If I turn evil, I'm no threat. <gasps> no, I'm non-threatening. No, That's why they're there. No, no offense intended to any of our few listeners who did not like the use of the word midget. I, I apologize. I just want to jump in here and say that my initial uh, GMA experience is probably counterpoint to everyone else's because I came from a miniature household with uh, terrain and figures and all that good stuff. Like, could you get into your room? Yes. Yeah. I I had to see there's this spell. I'll teach it to you. So so like, like, like civil war. 
World War Two. Uh, my father was it was was very much into uh, modern armor, but modern. when when I got into this, he you know did the same thing. He, we painted up the hero uh, the hero quest stuff, and then we started getting into the GW stuff. So I just had models upon models, and D and D was okay. Here's the table, Blech. and here's all the things in the way of where we have to go kill it <laughs> is that why you always bring those big boxes with you when we when we go on our little adventures together yes you and me? yeah yeah although now i'm looking for pokemon too but yeah mm, so so that's so that's mine they're, i, I never like had the narration really. yeah exactly i never had the narration thing i mean i still told people stuff and i did all that but because there was a a, a board and stuff like it was a lot less of it and it definitely wasn't a choose your own adventure it was kind of just like a this is what's going on. So do it. <laughs> so it was like a Civil War reenactment, except it wasn't Civil War and it wasn't a reenactment. So it was a actment. Yes. A war actment. Fantasy war actment. actment. It was a fantasy actment. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> we just coined a term. Thank you. RPG Academy. Fantasy Bing. actment. TM. <laughs> so if you could go back and talk to your younger self, Caleb, knowing what you know now, what is the one major piece of advice that you would give yourself? Uh, by Yahoo stock. Caveat to that question. Does my advice have to strictly be limited to role-playing games? Yes. 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 Yeah, there it is. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, don't do it. <laughs> sell your books. Abandon this hobby. It will only bring blood, sweat, and tears. When you get an email... From some guy named Michael. Just <laughs> delete it. Delete your entire email account. Change What's your an email. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I wasn't that young. We had yeah, that this was this was like three years ago. We got talking my guys. Yeah. So you still have all those notes, right? Because you have everything? I absolutely do. So then you can totally parse out pieces of that and just add that to whatever you're doing. Absolutely. You have all these temples diagrammed out, you have this guard diagram, you have all this shit. All you could do is go, oh, I need a, I need a Temple 2 saloon. Boop, 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 boop. There we go. But the problem is that the, the, the stuff he has is not the stuff you actually need to run a saloon, right? You need right. Like, like a couple of interesting quirks, a, a, like four names, and, and like a, a, a significant or unique like physical aspect, right? Like it's, it's, it's the slipper saloon, and, and there's you know, slippers on the wall. I don't know, right? Like that, that's not what you got. What, what you have is enough to run an actuarial business, not a campaign. <laughs> Ooh, is that that kind of goes into that that diagram we've talked about on our other show uh, about prepping versus planning. Mm. When you do a lot of planning, it it sort of pushes you in the direction of railroading because if you don't use what you created, you have nothing. If you prepare, then you're able to be flexible and kind of move things around and go with the flow a little bit. So you can spend time preparing, but don't plan. Because that's when things go bad. I like that. Yeah, that's that's really, really solid advice. I think what I would have said to myself as a younger player would be ask your players what game they want to play. Yeah. And that would have been a completely foreign <clears throat> question to myself and yeah. the rest of my gaming party oh, yeah. back then. I mean well, yeah, early twenties. Assume this is like the thing that yeah. Are yeah. there options? We we can right. have a meta conversation about what we want to do and what we're currently doing. 
Yeah. That like, we can express happened. awareness of our current actions and choices? Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, that did not exist. It was make your character, bring him or her to the table, and your GM tells a story that you participate in. Or don't, because or your don't. character, because the character you designed would not participate in such a story. Right. But if you decide to walk away for whatever reason, you're dead. Uh, <laughs> or there is an invisible wall that blocks you. Or something happens. Or a Carnifex. Uh, there, was, there was another game where a player very, uh, very, in a very well-done way through role-playing, which I absolutely commend him for, walked away from the story. And that character's deity came down and beat him up until he agreed to do the story. <laughs> Beautiful. Nice. Was he a paladin? He was a paladin. Perfect. I love that. I want to do that shit one day. Uh, you want to hear two more better things about that? Yes. Yes. Dragonborn Paladin of Bahamut. Yes. And so Bahamut was there like, bitch, get back in the saloon. Psh, psh. The and I was the GM. I, uh, so you're wait. So you're saying that there's a chance that in my future, if you GM something, I can make you do this to me. Perfect. Yeah, my life is complete. <laughs> Matthew, just tell me what you want me to do to you, and I'll do it. <laughs> Join us for the After Hours RPG <laughs> Academy, where we get the explicit, explicit. Hey, oh, you should be on this channel tag. Yeah, we can't stream on Twitch because Twitch requires shirts. If Bye. you would like to purchase our exclusive After Hours RPG Academy Snapchat, <laughs> go to Patreon.com/slash/Snapchat/slash/TheRPGAcademy/slash/PayPal at Mapparoti.com. You, you gotta do the. the... That's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like our beards. That's all you'll see. It's soft and luscious. Promise. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, that took a turn. Yes. Our on-rails conversation became a train wreck. So there let's is. fix it by playing a game of Where Have My Fingers Been? <laughs> That's how we get back on rails. Awesome. All right, Scott. Hit it. Lit us off. Uh, all right. Uh... Are, are you giving me? Is that how this is working? No, yeah, no, you... Yeah, I'll sing. You give. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where have my fingers been? Where have my fingers, my fingers been? Russia. Oh, that's the good... No, that's German. Oh, that's Vodanya! <laughs> Siegfried. I, nope, that's German. That's uh, Vodanya, Mikhail... Uh, how, how, how are you today? Uh, are you having a nice day? That's, that's Count Dracula. Uh, look, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I, I know you're really into this whole, like, <clears throat> college year abroad thing, but you don't have to embarrass me in front of these locals. Like, it's the hostel. You can talk like a normal human. Oh, no! I'm, I'm getting the local accent down. Das Vodanya, right? No, seriously, Phil. Like, God damn. You know, it was bad enough <laughs> when you just majored in communications. And, uh, I mean, this is really embarrassing. Like, like, look, <clears throat> I, I, I know the real reason you took this trip. It's because your 2.1 average is, is failing you out of school, man. Like, I know. No, that is not so, that's so good. That's that. <laughs> Shit. I'm sorry, man. All right. So, 
look, just just study on your phone for an hour. Don't like play Twitter or look at porn or something, and and then we'll go out drink some vodka, okay? Yeah. And that's and that's where fingers been. been. <laughs> All right, Matthew. Where have my fingers been? I say, where have my fingers been? Hobbiton. Oh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Frodo, I um, I um, I just wanted to to let you know that I that I still have that bottle with that that weird glo- Sam, Sam, Sam. What did I tell you when I had my finger fucking bit off? Oh, oh, oh! Not to talk, not to talk to me anymore, Sam. Oh, Mr. Frodo, I just no, no. Did you get married? Oh, well, I, uh, yes, you did. Do I live alone? Well, your house is... No! No, this is not about Bag End! This is not about Bag End, Sam. It's about the fact that I have nine goddamn fingers and Gandalf hasn't visited me. Mr. Frodo, don't touch me! Don't. You dare touch me. <laughs> and, and that's, that's right. what my fingers are <laughs> Is it, is it me? Yep. Where have my fingers been? Where have my fingers been? Uh, at Star Wars Celebration. Hey, hey, did you see all those people in costumes? Yeah, I totally did. I took pictures with all of them. Uh, but you were just touching that one really inappropriately. Yeah, but she was wearing a costume and I think she wanted me to. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she didn't, man. Because, uh... <laughs> You hear the cop? I don't know this guy. I don't know. And that's where my fingers have been. Where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been? San Francisco. Hey, I thought this was San Diego. Nope. <laughs> and that's where my fingers have been. <laughs> Shelving. Oh. Nice, nice. Did you guys back. come here for bits? <laughs> You're welcome. Because we don't have any bits. Is what Matthew is saying. No bits. No, we got so many bits. We, we awesome. got one bit. We got one bit. Bring, 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 bring. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Ottoman Emporium. Yeah. How may I help you? Hello. Do, do, do you? My my cat Fluffykins is missing. Have you seen her? Cassander, what do we do with that dead cat? <laughs> ah, no, my f- fluffy. It's a fluffy. It's a fluffy kids. You she's, remember breakfast? She, she's she's white. Yeah, she's it was breakfast. And, and Army, Army. She has some small spots under her tummy where she's so sweet. Ma'am, do you want the skin? I have the hide in the back if you want it. <laughs> oh, oh can, I, can I get it made into an ottoman? And that's where my fingers <laughs> been. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so moving on to our next to last segment tonight is cryptozoology. And this is where we talk about a monster, not necessarily related to D&D 5e, but it kind of seems like it goes that way a lot. Uh, and talk about ways we've used it, ways we could use it, just some thoughts we have about that monster. Caleb, being our guest tonight, has chosen our monster. And Caleb, what is our monster for tonight? Zahydra. Zahydra? <laughs> Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. So what is it about Hydra that you like or find interesting? Uh, well, when I was an inexperienced GM, their CR was perfectly fit to the party I needed to fight. 
That, that was it. I needed a CR three or four thing, and it was there. Well, now it's a CR eight. Hashtag yeah. just saying. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I got the page open. I'm looking yeah, at it. So do I. Um, f- from a... From a mythological standpoint, the Hydras were always a big part of Greek mythology, at least from what I remember of it. I might be totally wrong. No, Heracles fought one. That was was definitely the thing they taught you in grade school, because that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There were boring parts of Greek mythology, and parts they wouldn't teach you in grade school, because they involved lots of orgies. Yep. Because Greeks. (laughs) I I always liked the Hydra stories. I, I, I liked the whole multi-headed thing that kept growing when you tried to kill it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, if I'd had a nickel for every time I heard that. Two You'd nickels. Two nickels. <laughs> uh, when I learned a little bit more about being a GM, I realized they posed a really weird challenge because players had enough knowledge on how to beat them according to the rules, but their characters didn't necessarily have that knowledge. So that was kind of my first introduction to where's the line of metagaming? Where do I penalize the player for knowing how to do something? Or do I encourage them to define how their character would have known? Or do I take away their choice of how to do an attack believing that it is player knowledge versus character knowledge. And I don't think I ever really came to a good solution to that problem. But honestly, I just like them as monsters. They're big, dragony things that when you try to kill them, they get stronger. Well, I wanted to touch on the whole character knowledge thing, because that that comes up a lot. And I have some particular thoughts on it, but I, I think this goes back again to being sort of an inexperienced DM because I've, I've done that same exact thing where I'm trying to create what I think is a fun encounter. Like I went through the book, I've poured through it. I found a monster that kind of fits their level and I think it's going to be really cool. and It's going to be really awesome. But part of that challenge with a Hydra is the fact that if the players know what to do and they have the capabilities of doing it, then a Hydra is not that hard. Like you can pretty well take them out pretty easy. And so then as the DM, you don't like, you're not trying to punish the players, but you're like, but you're cheating yourself. Like if I let you do this, this encounter is not nearly as much fun. Not realizing that for them, the fun might be wiping this encounter out, even though it should have been difficult and sort of understanding that give and take about what I think is fun may not be fun for you. And I think that's kind of how, it almost goes back to the prep versus planning thing. I had planned for a tactical combat that was going to harry my players to the very end. And I didn't prepare what happens if they wipe it out. And what do I do? Cause that's, that's the whole last half. Like I don't have anything after the Hydra being dead. So um, it has double hit points and it's allergic to ice, not fire. Huh. You know, I, I, that, 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 that half uh, answer I think is a great answer, right? I mean, if, if if your players are overly familiar with the stats in the book, reskin, yep, and change change elements, and and it's a totally different monster, right? People will be horrified by the the gelat like like the 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 undead like like uh, mecha carcass, right, or, or or many carcass monster that every time you cut one carcass in two, like two more emerge from the fleshy bowels of it or whatever. 
like the corpse pile or whatever. Caleb, I seem to remember being terrified by something like that that you ran. Although it was in a different system. I can neither confirm nor deny any relation to such a thing. (laughs) Oh, no, no, that was, that was, that was Michael ran that. You, your, your dad died. I remember that. What? What are we talking about? The, uh, the, what's it? There was no, there was a blue dragon named Zorf. Yeah, I no. killed that shit with a dagger. In, in the he basement, of, in the basement of the museum, there was that horrible corpse thing made of smaller corpses all stitched together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about the corpse oh, thing the made museum. of little corpses. But I, but I don't think it was. It wasn't a Hydra-ish thing. I, I guess see, I was on the I Hydra. You were on the thing stitched body in corpses. Yeah, I, I think you. And I was on the pink horrors and blue horrors thing from mm, Warhammer. Yeah. Because when you cut the pink horrors in half, they become two blue horrors. That, that's actually I've, I've realized that's one of my yeah. favorite tropes and i love making giant sure. monsters that are made up of other monsters i just think that's kind of a cool cool thing um but yeah hydra the problem with my uh, problem the, the the issue with me is because i've traditionally ran lower level games very rarely are my players high enough level where they can actually take on a creature that tough so I haven't got to use them as much as I wanted, but I've planned to use them a lot. And I've always wanted to mix them up. Like Scott was saying, I've had Hydra that were like the elements. So you had a fire head, an ice head, an earth head, oh, a wind head. That's cool. Um, and that's just Yeah. But again, I didn't know what that was at the time. Uh, and then on our last, uh, one of our last faculty meetings, we were talking, uh, Taylor and I, about Shambly Mounds. And I talked about, like, I'd like to really be, there'd be a Hydra that was like a gelatinous cube hydra and like it get like almost have these like pseudopods those littler cubes <laughs> well just that you could like almost like a stretchy armstrong like it would reach out and grab you and pull you in like oh, a like like a beholder gelatinous cube not a beholder like the, roper. Those, a roper gelatinous roper cube. yeah or those like things my kids have it's like a frog fist yeah. and you can throw it it'll, so like you could like have like a 40 yard reach and grab somebody who thinks they're far enough away, haha <laughs> and now they're like inside the gelatinous cube body as it's doing that to everybody i i got Awesome. I will say the most uh, surprising moment I've ever had running a combat was was related. Um, I, I would th- the party was attacking, like like looking to fight a tree, right? And I and I, and I made clear it was an enemy because I had a bunch of corpses around it and treasure, right? And they're like, "Oh, that's that's bad, right? That, there's yeah. something wrong with this tree." But and and so they're they're standing safely out of tree range, having a really long, boring debate about what to do with the tree. So the obvious answer is the tree charges because the tree has yeah. a move speed of like ten. It's like a charge twenty, so it can reach them and attack in this round. Like ding ding, it, uh, everyone crapped. I'm like, well, the tree charges. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Charge. Um, so and then, I, oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you. no, you. All right, fine. Uh, I'm going. <laughs> Why don't I go? I feel like... So, no, shut up, Scott, okay? So, I don't read as often as I like, but since we said we were talking about Hydra, I decided to uh, read the page. And first of all, the little uh, flavor text with how the Hydras came to the D&D world, really cool. Came from drops of blood of some ancient uh, dragon god that Tiamat slayed. I think that's cool. That is cool. Um <clears throat> Also, when I was looking at the snap block, I was like, wait, where's the weakness to fire? Because it's not there where it should be. It's not, well, they don't have a weakness to fire. Right, exactly. I thought they did because I know that you, you know, you cauterize the wound, it can't grow the head. But it's under the multiple heads entry where it says if it's done fire damage, then it can't. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, so then you could do what you said and switch the element and just be like, oh, well, their wounds don't cauterize because they're hydras. 
but you can ice them over or you can acid them over or lightning them or, mm-hmm. or something, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that just makes it different. Yeah, and then and, I also, and presented as a slightly different monster. It's like, oh, it's, right. it's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and then I thought a about it. multi-worm. Ah. And, and really in fifth edition, you, you don't even have to do that. Like you, you could potentially have a party because when you take the head off, it regrows too, and it gets 10 hit points back. So it's still losing hit points. Yeah. It's just gaining an attack. So potentially, if you could do enough damage and survive the attacks, you could kill it without having to need to do that. Well, yeah, yes. yeah, and and yeah, you, 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 it's 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 either kill so many heads, like kill all heads, or drop the entire hit point stack down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's 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 unless a, it's a we're looking at older editions, because older editions, if we look at the three five era, you could attack the body directly, but that would not kill it. It would not get rid of the heads. You had to make specific sunder attacks. Oh, why would they serious? do that? The sundering rules yeah. were not fun. Yeah, and uh, they had fast healing, mm. so they would they were constantly healing. It was not dependent on the head. Trolls, yeah, the trolls that required a called shot to kill. Ugh. Basically, you had to in in three point five, and uh, I believe also they've carried that over into Pathfinder. Yeah, they have. Um, you had to choose to either attack a head or attack the body. So you had to, you're, you're basically resource management on top of dealing with combat of, am I trying to take out a head and uh, <coughs> risk the severing it or not severing it? Can that's, someone apply the proper type of damage? That, that, to that's it? rough because uh, for a system that just doesn't have localized damage, right. As a general thing. Like, how do you introduce that? Like, now you guys have a separate option here. Either either you metagame and just explain the additional rules, right? Or they try to discover them, and there's no reason for them to expect that there's, like, a targeting area. I attack it. Okay, I assume silently that you're attacking the body, and that's a mistake, but you guys get punished. <laughs> if I get to pick, your pick, you chose poorly. <laughs> but if we look at 4th edition... There we go. 4th fourth, fourth edition, you started with a massive chunk of hit points... Because in 4th edition, the Hydras were level 10 solo brutes. Uh, in 3.5, they were, what, level 3 or 4 CR. In 5th edition, they're level 8 or 9 CR. So they've run Eight. a pretty, pretty big gamut. So in 4th edition, you had a big giant chunk. And they said when a Hydra's hit points go below 324, 216, and 108, one of the heads is destroyed. So it took out the need to target separately and just gave you a total. As you're getting damage, eventually these heads are getting destroyed. Um, now that is out of the uh, D&D 4th Edition Essentials, kind of 4.5 if we want to go that far. So the actual Monster Manual in 4th might have been a little bit different, but whatever. I could check it, but it's on the other side of the room and I don't want to. Oh. Yeah. So. I know. I had a nickel for every time. So, Matthew, you had, you had some additional things? You to- yeah, I wanted to say but while I was doing the, the reading thing with my eyes and the reading and the words, uh, I was looking at it, and it can hold its breath for an hour in 5th edition. Now, if you think about that, it's like, okay, who gives a shit? But if you think about, like, Scylla from Scylla and Charybdis from the Odyssey, like, Scylla was, like, hidden in the rocks and, like, striking out at, like, random times. Now, instead of it being in the rocks, it can hold its breath for a goddamn hour. So if it gets trounced for a couple rounds, it can go, <laughs> uh, bloomf, and submerge like a goddamn submarine and just stay down there forever. And the guys will be like, well, we don't have a boat, and my pole's not hitting anything, so I guess we're okay. And then they'll keep walking, and then the Hydra comes back. Ha-ha, <laughs> I'm still hungry. 
I, I love monsters that can retreat into uh, uh, like an adjoining space or area that's extremely difficult for humanoids to get to, right? Mm-hmm. Like beholders, they have levitate. Well, shit. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that's also a way to extend an encounter. Yep. Yep. Drag it out into multiple encounters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, I know or, a game or, where that happened a party, with a dragon. Like, like make them... Eh. Make, make make a party sad they're in this wild, right? That like, We've heard there's a Hydra here. Like, we can kill it. Well, yeah, you can if it fights you fair. But it's lived here for a long time. It doesn't, it doesn't do that by fighting This is fair. the Hydra forest. Like, it said it on the sign when you fuckers walked in. Yeah, yeah the, this, this the forest Barbarian belongs to Phil it. the Hydra. And, and Phil is going to fight dirty. <laughs> yeah, the Barbarian <laughs> pissed on that sign. We know Phil failed out of college. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just... And communications degree. He he doesn't talk well, and and he and his other heads disagree a lot, even when they're on tra- like when they're traveling together. Yeah, it's all those voices talking at the same time. He can never get a point across. It's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, but I think any conversation about the Hydra would be lacking if we didn't mention the Order of the Stick comic strip, where mm-hmm. they took that to its logical conclusion, and basically a, a an entrepreneur had figured out that if they create a Hydra with enough heads, there's not enough blood to go to all of them, so it goes unconscious, and it regenerates. So they basically have a Hydra meat store, and they have limit, unlimited amounts of meat that they sell at their tavern. Nice. Also in that same strip, the joke was, if you cut off the heads fast enough, they'll regrow to a point where the Hydra will not be able to support its own weight, and it will just die. I like it. Good time. Science and magic together. Thanks, yes. Bill Nye. <laughs> he's coming back, isn't he? Isn't he? Yep, he's got a show premiering on Friday. Nice. Right. Do you have tickets or something? No, it's Netflix. So, so everybody, everyone, has, so everyone has tickets. Yeah, everyone has. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so a tax on else? the millennial generation. Anything yes. else on Hydra before we uh, close up cryptozoology? Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. I like that the two <clears throat> variations presented in most 3.5 era worlds were always cryohydras and pyrohydras. Well, yeah. And all it did was give them a breath weapon and swap their immunities. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, why not? Good, good enough for me. Make a thunder hydra just for craziness. Thunder, 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 so, hydra. How about hydra. A, no, how about a sonic hydra? Because Ooh. so it can like no spin one, and go through tunnels and collect gold. No one had Sonic. That's true. If true. We go back to okay, three Except 5, the Bard. The Bard had all kinds of Sonic, like damage powers, Sonic resistance powers. No, no, not in three point five. In three point five, Sonic was a damage type. Yeah, and but, silence made everyone in the cone immune to Sonic. Like yes, but other than that, there was really no Sonic dampening abilities. And no one ever thought to put them on their armor. So if you wanted to be a dick of a GM, you could just make all your bad guys do sonic damage, and all the money they spent on protective items would be useless. I also think that in in 3.5, wasn't there also, like, you could basically destroy items with sonic damage. Like, their swords might just explode and their armor fall off as an addition to any damage they take. Uh, eventually, uh, yes, for the most part, um, because although 3.5 made it a lot more complicated than it should be, which is what 3.5 is, because it's a world simulator, uh, your weapons 
would be able to make saving throws. Yeah, you're right. More saves, and they had hit points and hardness. So right, but if you're fighting a Sonic Hydra that has like four or five heads that's attacking every round, you could pretty much just swap out a party's entire gear. Oh, you, sure. If you wanted to. Yeah. Or just throw a Rust Monster at him. Yeah, that's, yeah. A Rust Monster Hydra. Oh, oh, oh. oh nasty. You dirty. <laughs> oh, I am. Okay, so let's uh, let's close up the book here on cryptozoology with Hydra. Again, I think it's a fun monster, and I do intend on using it at some point in the future. Uh, we will open it up to a couple questions from the audience, if we have anybody that is uh, still listening that would like to ask us a question. Basically, anything's on the table, but we could always just not answer it. So <coughs> yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah, okay. plead the fifth. And while, and while we're waiting for, for the questions, I wanted to, I, this sort of topic came to my mind the other day. Recently, I was at a local convention, and I was playing a game, and choices that I made led me to not be part of the action early on. I had basically given my, my character a, a compulsion to do a certain thing, and by doing that, I wasn't where a combat occurred. So for like the first hour, I was just not participating. So in my head, I started playing out what my character was doing. It it wasn't actually in the game. At no point was it ever referenced in the game. But I had a really awesome hour of internal role-playing that, in my mind, made that game fun. Because I'm like, my character did all this cool stuff. And even though no one else knows about it, it wasn't part of the game. It's still just as real to me as the actual game was. And I just wonder how much of that actually happens, whether we consciously think it or not. How much of the game happens up here that never actually happens at the table. But when we think about it, when we talk about the game, we talk about things that never actually happen. I, I have definitely played with players who, like, that's the primary benefit they get from the game is from basically their headcanon, right? And, and I've played with a few players who, who like, write their own, um, not, like, backstory, but almost, like, side story, and they journal it <laughs> for themselves, and they never give it to the DM. Like, because if you give it to the DM, it's asking for the DM to fuck with you on it. Right? Yes. Right. It's like, oh, give me something I can tear from you. And so they don't. They just, like, covet it themselves. Like, uh, there was one game I ran, and, and I gave the players, like, some land. Right? And some players are like, you know, I farm it for gold. Right? And other players, like, like one player made this long backstory about the name of the manor house they had, and, like, every servant, and their, and, like, like political intrigues. Like, I mean, if, if that's what you're enjoying out of the game, like, props to you. And if I can feed you anything, like, oh, you get a missive from your manservant Clyde like <laughs> good. nice alright well we'll wait just a couple <clears throat> more minutes here to see if anybody mm. listening would like to there, there's at question. least one question um, oh here we go oh, yep, yeah. yep yep uh, Arctic Inebriation uh, writes uh, what are the chances of L5R games at a catacon and if 100% I will see you there I do know of at least one person um, who bought a badge who intends on running it. So Ooh. I can't say 100% because it's still <clears throat> seven months away, and this person could have a car accident, they may get married, they may lose their job, may not be able to show up. But if they show up, they plan on running some L5R games. Sweet. So I, thought of a, I thought of an L5R campaign just off the top of my head when I was listening to uh, the Shadow of the Cabal podcast. and I, uh, I think the guy coming is actually the guy who runs that. Oh, he, cool. I think he's either a player or a GM in that podcast. Oh, nice. Good deal. So he, here's my question about L5R. Here we go. Is it possible to play a game other 
than the games we have played. Because, what? okay, let me rephrase that. That was that was very badly. Please, because yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I don't think we've that. ever played Parcheesi <laughs> or Backgammon. Is it possible Ooh. to play a <clears throat> Rochambeau L5R other than one in the style of the games we have experienced? Because to me, L5R is a very inaccessible system that is grounded in political intrigue. And I realize that that is 100% based on the two experiences I have had with the system, which was a political intrigue game run by that asshole, Jim McClure. Wow. Wow. Friend of the show. Shots fired. Gentleman GM, Jim McClure, AKA that asshole. So he knows. I would say he knows. Yes, you could, but why would you? Because from Jim's own lips, and he's the person I know that is the most ex- you know experienced with that setting, with that system, the system is married to the setting so much that if you're not going to keep it together, it doesn't make sense because the system itself isn't that great of a system. And that, that's more my opinion, that if you were going to do a different type of game, there's probably a different system that would be easier and better to run because you're basically taking a clunky system but you don't get the benefit of this huge setting and this, this political intrigue that makes it worth using because it helps promote a certain type of game. So if you're not going to do that, it doesn't make sense. Matthew. Uh, I just want to make sure I understand it because I'm the stupidest one here. Um, Caleb is asking if he could take L5R rules and play Mad Max and wonder if that's going to be as popular. Well, no. I mean, yes and no. One, yes, I always want to play Mad Max. Good. Two, couldn't I just play a game where it's like a normal D&D fantasy where I run around and kill monsters, but we're samurai uh, and they're owning? Arctic Inebriation suggests uh, traveling the Shadowlands as a band of Ronin. Ooh. See? And you put a charger in there with, like, some metal wheels. <laughs> yep, yep. That's... But, at, but at that point... <clears throat> Why are we playing L5R? I'm answering right. my own question because yeah. why are we playing L5R? You, you like the system. The, th- the thing that I say is, okay, I know how to run D&D badly. So I run that because I know how to, I, I know the system. You roll a D20, something happens. That's it. That's the game. Okay. That's it. That's how I play the game. There's some books and they got some shit in them, but yep. that's it. Sometimes you roll a d20, and then you have to look up what happens. And sometimes you roll a d20, and that means you have to roll other dice that you probably just should have rolled and had the action resolve once, but you have to delay that. It becomes a game of figuring out what dice you need to roll and then rolling them. Exactly. So that's that's the game I know how to run badly, so that's what I run. If I had more time to read, I'd read other books and then maybe learn other games, but I'm way too old for that, and learning is past my my prime. It's... You should learn... uh, Gentleman GM Jim McClure, aka that assholes. Right. Fine game, terrible RPG. I uh, I've he, heard of, I've heard the game and it seems uh, very interesting and playable. He he ran it for me uh, randomly at a pickup game uh, at at uh, Capcom before last three. Yeah, yes, and uh, it was <laughs> great. I was a big fan. Uh, yeah. 
So, so that's my thing is like, okay, I want to play a Mad Max game. And people are like, oh, that sounds cool. What system do you use? I'm probably going to use 5e. Why? Because it's what I know. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, in the end of the day. Yeah. It's and like, that's well, why, why don't like, you use Fate? Yeah. I don't know Fate. Why don't you use Wushu? Because I think Wushu is too jokey. Hey. Why don't you? I'm, I'm just saying this like, you know, bullshit that I'm saying out of my head. You're, you're, but, you're well, the one who wants the, to go to the but, Badlands. But see, that's actually a great compar- <laughs> that's actually a great comparison because there's nothing about Wushu that has to make it silly, but it works so well for a silly game. Mm-hmm. So you could play Wushu seriously, but if you're going to play a serious game, why use Wushu? Why not use exactly. a different system? Uh, like, speaking from experience, we did it. I have run a Lovecraftian horror game twice. With Wushu of Wushu, and it was a drama-filled, scary, tension-driven game. That's fascinating, because the players have so much power, they could just, like, couldn't they end the tension? Like, or, or, or want to break it, right? Like, like just then, like, spring snakes explode out of the ghost. Oh, no, I'm not tense, right? Fuck all y'all. No, Scott. The turn of phrase is, oh, "Why don't I just go fuck myself?" That's your. T- I, that's like patent pending. Your turn of phrase. I, I don't want to. I don't want to horn in. I mean, I'm going to horn in on other things in your life, but not on your phrase. Don't the, the, don't tease me. You're going to go farther away. We're never going to hang out. The answer the is yes. <laughs> but before we started the game, we had a conversation about the game we wanted to play, and I got a 100% player buy-in to participate in horror instead of uh, breaking the the mood because of the system. We we did it with the Cthulhu game too. We didn't do jokey, silly stuff. That's true. Uh, although we, I there think we, we played a little bit more men in black. This is why I don't sign anything because I just Love get up. all my all my all my shit just taken away from it. Yeah, we did, but mm. so so Arctic Inebriation wonders: Have any of us played Quinn's game Flavor Town? And I haven't, but now I want to. I listened to the actual play of it. I have not played it. Yeah, I haven't played it either. Is is Quinn gonna come to Catacon? I believe so. Oh man, we should we should hit him up to run Flavor Town. Nothing like getting a game run by the person who designed it, so you get the experience as intended. Hmm. Rather True. than like your interpretation of the rules, right? Like playing football, like like okay, so we've we've uh, we we have a cricket pitch, so that's what we're going to use, and uh, right dot dot dot, like screwed up time later. This so I got this terrible. broom. This game is uh, terrible. Am I use this, right? Which we're is why to hit each other. I don't. I don't... <laughs> for our trials, we always try to get the person who wrote it, designed it, or an expert to run it, so that we don't have those issues where we just played it poorly. And then that flavors our opinion one way or the other. That's what we did with Axon Punk. Am I right, guys? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, let's shout out to Axon Punk, which is on Kickstarter right now. And the, uh, well, right now at the time of recording, I don't know at the yes. time of listening it will be. Uh, but the AP of that started today and will run through the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was super fun. Oh, that was a really fun actual play. Yeah, you guys have been we, sitting on that one for a while. And we so made up a been. gang. And I hope it made it into the rule book because we put a lot of work into that gang. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The Red Tomahawks with an yeah, X. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I didn't really qualify <laughs> as work. Also, didn't they get 
uh, I mean, spoilers. Didn't didn't they have a hard time during our? Oh, show? they had a real hard time. They had a real hard time, but yeah. they were big bads. But they were against other big bads, so it just worked out for us. Yeah. And Axon Punk is currently one hundred and twenty percent funded on Kickstarter. Holy That's smokes! Good for him. That's not near enough. Congrats work. to Colin. Yeah, Colin. And, and Colin. Speaking of which, uh, Acaticon at the time of recording, not necessarily the time of listening, but uh, Acaticon Kickstarter still open. Please uh, buy tickets, folks. Please, yep, we can hang out with us. See you. Yep, sixty-eight percent. Sixty-eight percent. A lot of lot of time to go, but I would be happier if we were closer to eighty at this point. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So come on down, folks. If yeah. you want to promise of hanging out with Scott, only to be denied horribly come November. Buy a ticket to a catacon. Oh, come on. Would I deny you? Yes. Maybe. You have. Multiple years in a row. Let's let's be honest. He could have a new job by then. (laughs) (laughs) And possibly in Ohio. But maybe with more vacation. Who knows? You know know what? Based on his track record, I'm... They're speeding up. Like, each time's been quicker. So he might have, like, four new jobs between now and then. It's true. I I will say this. Uh, my department that's hiring for, you get a lot of vacation time. So if if you're hiring a hundred jobs, how many of those could I take before you stop interviewing <laughs> me for the others and I keep quitting the one? Logically, ninety nine. Yes, that would be it. That would be you're a fired. great bit. Yes. You, yes. you're hired. So can I contact your current employer? Nope. <laughs> no. He is a D I C K. Yep. Yes. And he does not know I'm looking. He does not know. Well, I guess that's fair. You have the job. Nice. So uh, Arctic Inebriation says that he will be coming. Busy. Okay, so oh, he's will coming. be coming to a catacon. Sweet. Um, I will mention that uh, the way Kickstarter works is it doesn't matter when you pledge because the money will not come out until May 16th either way. So if you are waiting for a paycheck, no need to wait. Go ahead and pledge because you're not going to pay for it till May anyways and only yep. if we fund. So if we don't yes. fund, you don't pay anything. True. I've Great. had that happen a bunch of times. Good to know. Which is good and bad because it's like, hey, I pledge because I've done this before mine and then it doesn't come out and then I kind of forget about it. And then, and then I'm like, you wait, where did this $80? Why is this gone? It's like, oh yeah, I paid for that thing that I thought about like a month ago. And then two years later when you get in the mail, you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Holy crap, I forgot about that. It's like yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. all the time. Guess yes. who just, just like like three days ago got Secret Hitler? This guy, right? Because it turns out they sent me emails two years ago asking for my address. Oh, which is in California, which Oops. we all know. Right, because I, I had a couple jobs ago. I don't know, right? <laughs> yeah. How about this? Oh, wow. That was wow. fun. <laughs> where, where? <laughs> Caleb, Caleb welcome to puberty. You got this message from the time machine about running Dungeons and Dragons? How about oh, this junior high? Come on, we got to talk about this temple. So how about this? I crowdfunded through Indiegogo, so I actually spent the money. There we go. A a movie. Uh, this was at my last last job. So three, five and a half, six years ago. No rewards. Nothing. Hey, I got so, I got something similar on Kickstarter. Nothing. 2012 December still have not received it other people have and I just keep writing this guy like so I'm getting this like soon 
oh yeah, no, you're oh you're right there, next on the list. He doesn't like you. Nope. Name dropped the RPG Academy? <laughs> no, I no, I did not. I don't want him to know anything. He's gonna cyberstalk you. Disappoint yeah. you in other aspects of your life. <laughs> it's not actually him answering. That's the best part. It's other people. Oh, hey, I'll be handling the shipping from now. Because this guy's, you know, uh, he's held up on. I'm like, I'm like, if I see this guy pop up anywhere, I'm going to explode. <laughs> you go to McDonald's and they're like, your order 320 and they're like on order 400. Yeah. I just, nope. Still waiting, buddy. <laughs> uh, sir, sir, we're closing. I'm order 320. <laughs> Well, I well, want my Big Mac. They'll come around tomorrow. We start at one at five a.m. <laughs> yeah, see you then. Right. <laughs> this is why I have rage issues. Awesome. Man, well, well, gentlemen. So fucked. <clears throat> thank you guys for joining me once again, Caleb. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yes, uh, Scott. As always, thank you for hosting. Yes. And again, we we got a little bit of time. We figure things out so we can keep this ball rolling. Thank you to everyone who participated in chat. Thank you for those that you were watching and didn't participate. So either you're quiet or you're just trying to be nice. So you turn it on and then went and did something more entertaining. Yeah. Arctic inebriation, uh, uh, new commie, uh, like, like heroes. And uh, of course, uh, Sprocketer. Sprocketeer, uh, I think. Sprocketeer. Friends of the show. Yes. We love. Thank Friends you. for life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right there in my heart. And Matthew, <laughs> I, thank I, you for being Matthew. And anybody else who wants to get thank you, not part of the show, show, not helping out, just being myself. You know, I included you, Matthew. Yeah, you know, as an afterthought, Matthew, you could tone <laughs> is down. That, is that your middle name? <laughs> afterthought? Yes. Yeah. My mother actually hates me. It's it's mm. it's Matthew Afterthought parody, which yep. honestly, I think I think the middle name fits with your last name so well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My mother actually told me yesterday. She goes, you know, I thought you'd be taller, and I went. Mm. <laughs> Oh this is why. God. This is why I don't come to visit. It's like every Tinder date ever. Like, uh. Are you actually Jewish? Is, is, is there is there a lot of guilt going on in the, in the household? Feel, feels like a plead the fifth. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. And on that great note, <laughs> we will close up shop. Thank you again, everyone, for watching, everyone participating, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye. All right, the wave I out. love you. Wave off. Skidamarinky dinky dink, skidamarinky do. I, I love you. you. <laughs> oh my God, is that actually in it? That's great. I love it. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. 
You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>